a man was walking down a dusty road. He came upon a little boy that was holding a rope. Tied to the end of that rope was a horse, an old horse that showed evidence of many years of labor and toil. The man said facetiously, he asked the little boy, Can Sonny boy, can that horse run fast? A little boy looked up at that horse with its back bowed and its ears drooping, and he said to the man, He can't run fast, but he can stand fast. I'm here to invite our men. I'm here to speak to dads. I'm here to speak to men. You may not run fast. All you have to do is stand fast. We live in a day and an hour which there has been a lot of tumultuous issues that have faced us from COVID, racial tension, the economy doing weird things. And it it seems like there's uncertainty everywhere. My admonishment, man, is just stand firm. Stand fast. We went from the great recession to the great resignation. They tell us today that in this great resignation, some 95% of the people are, are wanting to get another job, wanting to walk away from their career. They're just, they're just tired of it, ready to throw in the towel. Men today, dads today, we suffer from weakness. W-E-E-K, weak, W-E-E-K, weakness. Our week is sunk day, mourn day, tears day, waste day, thirst day, fight day, and shatter day. We suffer from Weakness, the vicissitudes, the obligations, the routines of life. And God's message to us in all of this, all you need to do is stand fast, stand firm. I invite you today to go with me in God's word to the New Testament book of Ephesians, authored by the Apostle Paul. We're going to be in chapter 6. Ephesians is one of those inspirational books you should read. The outline for the book of Ephesians is chapters 1 and 2 and 3 are about our wealth in Christ. Chapter 4 and 5 is about our walk in Christ. And chapter 6 is about our warfare in Christ. I invite you to join me in chapter 6. The Apostle Paul opens up and says, we as believers, we face evil forces and struggles. And I say there would be a consensus among all of us. Look at our society. Look at our world. Look at, the, look at what's going on. We, we feel the sense of struggle and we can identify evil forces. What should we do in this hour? What should be our stance? The Apostle Paul tells us this in verse number 13 and following. Therefore, put on the full armor of God 
so that when the evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. I want to take that last phrase, stand firm. And I want to speak that to men that I believe that's what you've done. And all of the challenges and all of the issues, you're in church today. You didn't throw in the towel. You didn't walk away. Guess what you did? You just stood firm in the challenge. The apostle Paul was using a metaphor they understood at that time of the Roman soldier. When opposition, when they were in battle, the Roman soldiers would put up a, a shield wall and they would hold their shield and their only job at that moment was to stand firm. All they had to do in order to encounter the opposition was to just stand firm. And that's God's message to us today that no matter what you're doing, no matter what's encountered, just stand firm. Men, I commend you for doing that. In fact, here's what I want to say to you guys. Don't just do something. Stand there. Don't just do something. Stand there. Guys, we always feel like we have to do something. And God says you're going to win this battle if you just stand firm. We feel like we have to be doers all the time. It started when you said, I do. And the doing has never stopped. And we feel like we've got to be busy. And it pushes us into the treadmill and fatigue living. And that always brings about a sense of inadequacy and, and a sense of insecurity. And there are men, you feel that way today. You feel like there's just not enough of you and you're not good enough. But the Bible says to just stand there, stand firm, have standards, be outstanding, stand up, withstand, understand. When you just hold the ground, you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. I have three thoughts I want to deposit in our heart today on this Father's Day. And thought number one for us men today is stick and don't quit. Stick and don't quit. It was Churchill that said, no, no war is ever won by evacuations. There's just time you just, you just dig in your heels. You say, I don't like it. I don't know what I can do about it, but I'm not giving up. I'm, not, I'm just going to stand my ground. There's this pressure, men, we feel. Come on, we do. We feel this pressure. We got to always be outstanding. We got to outperform. We've got to outdo. There's this sense of pressure. We've always got to do better for our family and better in life and climb that proverbial ladder. I just want to encourage you. Don't just do something. Stand there. Stick and don't quit. Sometimes the way you win in life is just standing firm, not giving up. There's a military phrase that we hear going above and beyond the call of duty. Let me tell you what, you've done that. You've done that. You lived through the great resignation 
And guess what you did? You stayed faithful to your family. You stayed in church. You kept going. You just endured it. You walked through it. You didn't acquiesce. You didn't surrender. You didn't throw in the towel. You showed up. You held your ground. You went the distance. You were faithful. You just stood firm. And I, I affirm that, guys, that's how we win in life. We stick and don't quit. That's what God has for us. Number two, I share with you, God rewards faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. What is, what is being a person of faith? What is faith all about? Being full of faith is being faithful. Being full of faith is being faithful. Faith is routine plus persistence. That's faith. It's routine plus persistence. That is faith. In fact, Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22, it lists the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is the evidence of the Holy Spirit. You want to, know, you want to see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in somebody's life? Look at somebody that's faithful because one of the fruits of the Spirit is faithfulness. When God's working in your life, when you're following the steps and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you will demonstrate faithfulness. You say, but, but pastor, I feel like I'm not gaining ground. But as long as you're standing firm, you're not losing ground either. We've all heard the phrase from time to time. Just be, just be faithful in the, in the small stuff. Here's what I want to say, guys. The small stuff is the big stuff. The small stuff is really the big stuff. In my decades of ministry, I, I have preached so many funerals. I have been there with grieving families. I've stood there when they've said goodbye to, to dad so many times. And I've heard this echoed over and over again. Something that goes like this. My dad, you could just count on him. He got up every day and went to work and he provided for the family. I admired him. He, he was the best dad. Why? Because you could just count on him. He was consistent. They, they never tell me at that moment how many couches dad bought and paid for. He, they, they don't talk about how many cell phones he bought and paid for. They, they don't tell how many new cars. They say one thing. There's one thing that just they remember, and it becomes a source of strength for them. And that is you could count on dad. He was faithful. Fellas, can I tell you, the, the superheroes, their books are sold in the fiction section at the bookstore. Yeah. My grandson loves superheroes. He'll tell me about Ant-Man, Aquaman, and this guy and that one. He tells me all their superpowers, but they're all fictional. They're all fictional. The real men, the real heroes, they're not found in this fictional section. The real heroes don't wear capes. They don't leap tall buildings. They don't have lightsabers. They just show up. They mow the grass. They take care of errands. They're there at graduations. 
They pay for registration for, for ball teams. They go to work every day. They endure the traffic on 1604 and 410. They go early. They just take care of the routines of life. It's routine plus persistence. These are men of faithfulness. The Bible lauds and celebrates a certain kind of man in Psalm chapter 1. And it says of this certain kind of man in Psalm chapter 1 that he will not wither and whatever he does will prosper. Well, wouldn't that be a great category to be in? That whatever you do in your career, in your family, in your life, in your livelihood, that whatever you do will prosper and it will not wither. What does it mean by wither? It won't be wasted. You see men who do things and break their back and lose things in a moment, whether it's a business, a career, or a family, things just wither away. But God says there's a certain kind of man that whatever he does will prosper and it will not wither. And God uses a metaphor. Is the metaphor a horse that runs fast? No. Is the metaphor an eagle that soars high? No. What is the metaphor God uses of somebody that will not wither and whatever they do will prosper? God said they're a tree planted by the river and they never move and they stick it out season after season, whether it's drought or storm, whether it's flood, they don't move. They are rock solid. You can count on them. They walk through the challenges and the vicissitudes of life. And God says it will be faithful men. It will be men that are planning, that just stick with it, that just do it day in and day out. God said, those men, they're faithful, and I will reward their faithfulness. Yes, guys, hold your ground. Just be faithful. You've been faithful. I, I affirm you. I was reading the other day, and I was intrigued. This, this lady, she was a seventh grade teacher that became a psychologist, and now she's a recognized author. And I was intrigued by the article in fact, I, I looked up her book and I was reading excerpts of her book. And in her book, from research with middle school and high school students, and she went into military academy and the area sports, she did a broad research for this book and she came out with what she said were three common denominators of success. Hmm, I thought that was intriguing. Three common denominators of success. One, she says, of course, is intelligence, IQ. She went on to say that IQ only, only reveals potential. IQ, intelligence, doesn't guarantee success, but it's the potential of success. But she said that when you see the common denominator, it, there, that will be one of them is intelligent. Number two, she said, is ambition. Well, I, I wasn't surprised by that. She went on to say in her article 
that sometimes the people that have high ambition and not the highest IQ actually have great success. In fact, she went on to say, it's not uncommon the people with the high intelligence work for the people with the high ambition because they actually succeed more than them. And then she listed the third common denominator of success, and she says it was grit. Grit. Now, when I say grit... I'm not talking about that horrible-looking stuff that somebody eats. Sometimes they eat for breakfast. You know that stuff that looks like it's been eaten once before? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not a grits friend. I'm never going to. I'm never going to. I'm never going to have grits on, on my breakfast plate at all. I mean, if you can't put it in a tortilla, God doesn't want you to eat it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I feel about it. Can I get an amen on that? Grits, grits, you want, you want to know I want grits? No, give me a half a pound of bacon, give me something else, but I don't want grits for breakfast. Grit, what is grit? Grit is the ability to stick to it. Grit is being grounded. It's being consistent, it's being reliable, it's stamina. Grit is having the backbone. Grit is having the willpower to do and the won't power to not quit. Grit is the ability to stay in the game. Grit is the ability when you want to quit and walk away. You don't. Grit is that ability to say, it doesn't matter. I'm a tree planted by the rivers and I'm not going to move during this storm. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to stick it out. Jesus put it this way. He says, I will, I will reward faithfulness. And I'm intrigued by this. But Jesus said in Matthew 25, when you're faithful over a few things, God will make you ruler over many things. Wow. God just, God says, I'm going to, just a few things. You don't, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to take care of the whole world, guys. Just take care of your quarter. Just take care of the acre you live on. Just take care of your family, your responsibilities. And God says, when you do that, I'll make you ruler over many things. Yes. What is that? It's, it's faithfulness, and God rewards faithfulness. Number three I share with you. Not only stick and don't quit, God rewards faithfulness. The third thing I want to share with us today, men, is get back up. Get back up. It's at this point it's going to resonate with some of us. Some of us guys online, some of us here in this room, some of you here on Father's Day, but you really haven't been connected to family and you haven't been connected to church. You haven't been connected for God for some time. And you came because it was Father's Day. And you said of yourself, maybe, maybe through this whole process we've gone through in our nation and the economy and all that, maybe you may say, I quit. Maybe you got discouraged. You resigned. You stopped. You said, I- I'm ending it. I'm here to invite you today. Get back up. In fact, I want to reclassify that. Guys that 
you, you kind of got caught in a slump and you said, I can't and I won't. I don't have it in me anymore. I'm spent. I'm, I, I, feel, I feel like I've been chewed up and spit out. And, and you say you quit. Here, I, I want to speak into your heart. You didn't quit. You just paused. I'm going to call it a pause. It's all right to pause. It's all right to catch your breath. It's all right to regather your strength. It's all right to do that. Let's, let's don't call it you quit. Let's just say you, you pause. And now I'm asking you to get back into the game. Get back. Get, get back into the game. Get back into what God's called you to be. Get back into what God wants you to be. Men, get back up. I'm going to invite our dads. I'm going to invite our men today to stop breaking the ninth commandment. The most frequently violated and broken commandment in all of the Ten Commandments by men is the ninth commandment. More frequently than anyone, and men, every one of us in here, have or do it. Break the ninth commandment. What is the ninth commandment? It says, thou shalt not lie. Well, help me, Pastor. I don't quite understand that. How am I, how am I lying? A lie is anything that is the antithesis or the opposite of God's truth. If God says it's this way and we live or claim something that's opposite or not in agreement or, 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 or not in alignment with God's standard, it's a lie. We, we can live a lie. We can speak a lie. We can, we can personify a lie. Well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor? Well, for example, if I told you today, you know what? I weigh 130 pounds. <laughs> is that the truth or is that a lie? Huh? You say, he's, he's breaking the ninth commandment. I can see you're not 130 pounds. It's evident you're not telling the truth. Now, I'll just tell you, I decided I am going to pull off about, about 15 pounds. In fact, I decided here recently, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to drink anything that has more calories than my IQ. <laughs> Denise said I need to drink Coke Zero. I don't know what she meant by that, okay? <laughs> I don't know what she was inferring by that. <laughs> yeah. But if I told you I weighed 130 pounds, you'd say, that's not the truth. Guys, here's what we do. We call ourselves, we describe ourselves, and we label ourselves as failures. A failure, according to the dictionary, is the inability to meet an expectation. The inability to meet an expectation. And I submit to us, when we categorize ourselves, when we describe ourselves, when we personify, when we live out, when we refer to ourselves as a failure, we're breaking the ninth commandment. Because that's not how God sees you. In fact, in this Bible that I hold in my hand, 
from Genesis to Revelation, 66 books, not one time in Scripture can you find the word failure. God never one time in the Bible ever called anybody a failure. At times people fail, but you know what God says? A failure, a failure is a learning process. What do you do when you failed in life? Here's God's formula, repent and learn from it. Repent and learn from it. You say, I messed up. Repent and then learn from it. God, I'm sorry, and God, I'll never do it again. That, if you'll do that, it's not a failure. You may have failed, but you're not a failure. All you gotta do is repent and, and never repeat it again. Move on from it, learn from it. God never calls anybody a failure. And when we call ourselves a failure, when we refer to ourselves as a failure, gentlemen, we're breaking the ninth commandment. Help me, pastor, what can I do? Let me give you two thoughts real quickly before I segue on. Number one, guys, avoid comparisons. Don't compare yourself to the guy down the street or the other dad or the whatever. Don't compare yourself. He, he may be stronger in an area, but guess what? He has a weakness you don't know about. You're strong in an area. He's not. Don't, don't compare yourself. Number two, cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself some slack. There's just something about we feel like we got to be doing all the time. Guys, stop doing something and just stand there. Cut yourself some slack. I mean, how many remember when you were in school? Yeah. You ever make the honor roll? Huh? You want your kids to make the honor roll? Did you ever make the honor roll? I'll tell you. I never made the honor roll. Yeah, I never made the honor roll. But my mom always made me feel like I made the honor roll. Yeah, she did. All my life. All my, she made me feel like I, I was on the honor roll. She always told me, you're one of the most honorary boys I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, she told me that all the time. Yeah. But I think she saw more potential in me and my brothers because she said, you're more honorary than your other two brothers. Yeah, she said that. She affirmed that in me. I grew up thinking, man, she just thinks the world of me. She just thinks the world. She says, I'm the honorary in everything. I mean, I never was on the honor roll. I'll tell you, A's are awesome. B's are beneficial. C's are cool, but a D will do the job. Can I tell you, you'd get, you'd get to the next level with a D. You'd get from the sixth grade to the seventh grade with the D. You don't have to be an honor. You don't have to be perfect in every area, guys. So just get up. Don't quit. Don't give in. God sees something in you. God has something for you. So let me wrap it up with this. Hmm. Two frogs. Two frogs fell in a deep cream bowl. One was an optimistic soul. 
The other took the gloomy view. We're bound to die. What can we do? So with a last despairing cry, he flung up his legs and said, Goodbye. The other frog said with a merry grin, I can't get out, but I won't give in. I'll just swim around till my strength is spent, and then will I die the more content. Bravely he swam till it would seem his struggles began to churn the cream. At last on top of the butter he stopped, and out of the bowl he gaily hopped. What is the moral? Tis easily found. If you can't hop out, just keep swimming around. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Be faithful. Stand firm. Men, I, I, I pat you on the back. I encourage you. You stuck through it. You're in church today. God bless you. I'm going to ask our dads to stand, and I want to pray over you. Balcony and main floor. Dad, just stand. Yeah. Now, church family, here are the superheroes. Here. Here are the superheroes. Let me pray for you. Father, I ask you today that you will encourage, God, you will strengthen, God, that you will just enrich the lives of these men, these dads. They have just been faithful when it would have been easy to not be. When things came their way and challenges passed their path, they just dug in and held on. Some didn't know how they were going to make it. Some put in 60 hours and 65 hours a week and many times went above and beyond the call of duty because they were just consistent day after day. Stepdads that stepped in and said, you know what? I'm going to treat them, those kids like my own. And they wrapped their heart and their hands and their arms around those kids and said, we're a family. Wow, those are heroes. I thank you for faithful men. And God, I pray today, these men will sense the strength and the encouragement of the Lord. I pray blessings upon them and their family. I pray your wisdom, your grace, and your favor to follow them and to be with them. And on this Father's Day, on this Father's Day, God, we bless these men in Jesus' name. Amen. Dads.